Good evening, my fellow Americans. Take the red pill. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. The disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. All we have built, all we have worked for, would be destroyed. There is nothing the political establishment will not do. And this nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. These criminals cannot be rewarded. So that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. They're coming after you and I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. You and I have a rendezvous with death. The cost of freedom is always high. Those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. This is a crusade! This is a holy war against the deep state! We never wanted to be right, but yet things are all adding up to the firestorm. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The future president assures the upright will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything on. I guess aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. You need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. What if? Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American, okay? Okay. Well, what kind of American are you? You don't know? under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia and James Grunvig. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy and a conspiracy it is. If you are new here to the Red Pill Project or the Daily Dose, 
please hit that subscribe button, that like and share, and definitely get out there and comment and join in that live chat. Uh, this is what we do here is we pearl string the narrative together and show everybody what's happening with the unfolding global conspiracy so that we must be prepared. And that was right there was Alex Garland's new movie set to be released in the spring of 2024 called Civil War. <clears throat> and this comes out just a few days after the release of Leave It, uh, Leave the World Behind on Netflix. Two objects of predictive programming giving you various different scenarios of what is potentially going to happen in the world. Now, interesting enough, and leave the world behind, the cyber attack, they, even though they blame it on an unknown enemy in various different sections of the country, they were talking about how that, that cyber attack was done by one by the Iranians, another the Chinese, then another the Russians, uh, but it was actually being perpetuated by your own government. And then in this video, in this movie, Civil War, what is it? It is Texas and California, the Western yeah. armies, the rest of militaries against the U.S. military, against Washington, D.C., yeah. and therefore another war being waged. What and kind so, of American are you? Yeah, the empire must fall is one thing that they represent there. There's a lot of symbology in there. I asked James to come on. For everybody out there, if you haven't seen it, typically it show, airs right before here is Unrestricted Warfare with James Grunvig. The video got in a little late tonight. I was on an interview with Carrie Cassidy, which is now published. It's on our Facebook. It's also on her channels. Uh, but his show will be airing tonight. It's actually a pretty good one. Uh, I, I, I was on the call with this gentleman who's got a very legitimate background, and his story is very interesting. So you might want to check that sto uh, show out tonight after this show. James, how you doing, man? Josh, doing great. So that show is with another guy named Josh Amaro, and he and a crew went down to Peru to learn about the truth about the face peelers. So it's a great mm -hmm. show. Is it aliens? Is it a black black project? We don't know, but it's, it's the technology is incredible that that's involved. Well, you know, when we were talking to him, and I don't want to give too much away for the show, it reminded me of uh, the one Marine that testified talking about the Philippines and after the hurricane relief about yep. how a UFO landed and it was military contractors that got out. Um, and they were involved in human trafficking. And now we're seeing something very similar to this in the Amazon rainforest sitting on massive amounts of uh, uh, rare earth minerals as well as other types of natural resources. I, I found a map, oil and gas. That entire section is loaded with oil and gas, all yep. of it. And Man. that town won't move, and they're trying to scare them. I think that's what it is, but it goes into the, the using the technology to do that. And like I've been saying, the military-industrial complex, they have all the technological innovations for the next 250, 300 years. This is a trillion-dollar-a-year taxpayer-funded business, and they have all the technology they roll out through their conglomerates and their subsidiaries for the next 250 years, which keeps them alive and multi-trillion dollar corporations. They're never going to release this information to the public. It's a lot of what I just talked about with Kerry Cassidy. But also is they're going to utilize that technology against mankind at every avenue they get to implement fear and to promote that high level of fear, to drive people out of towns, to drive people out of land, um, to, to make sure that, uh, well, they sell when they need to sell. Interesting little tidbit is um, uh, 
a, a lot in the 1990s, if we remember, there was different types of cattle mutilations all across the country. And these were happening yep. on a rampant basis. Uh, Linda Moulton Howe did tons of reporting on this, of farmers talking about this. One actually talked about black helicopters that would come down during these times. Uh, my thoughts on it were they were trying to get these people to sell their farmland and scaring the living shit out of them by killing their cattle and doing this with laser precision, using this type, same type of technology, the same type of scenario going in there. And a lot of these farmers in the 2000s sold. Dang. And Wall Street Bets on Twitter today uh, published a fascinating feed that the United States federal government wants to sell national parks out to uh, private corporations, of course. So here we are, Josh. You know, it, that's something that really pisses me off because I, I'm a very strict constitutionalist and there is nothing in the United States Constitution that gives the federal government or the state government the right or authority to own and maintain land. Correct. And there's, you know, on top of that is that land is meant to be the American public's and there's nothing within yeah. the framework for allowing foreign interest or corporate interest to take over that land. And so it, it, this is one thing that really pisses me off. And this is why I always say, guys, it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. It's the same wings. Uh, it's the two wings of the same bird. They don't care about you. They care about the money flowing into Washington, D.C., into their super PACs, into their campaigns that keep them in the power. This is why Mike Johnson has the double flag, Israel in the United States, and he's out there sending billions of dollars over there. This is why Joe Biden's trying to send billions of dollars to Ukraine because Zelensky can drown him, and so they're giving him that payoff. He just bought a $20 million mansion in Florida. He bought a $100 million yacht. Zelensky, yeah. Zelensky and in, in, in Ukraine is obviously in a bad in a, in a Swiss chalet last May he bought. Yeah, in a Swiss there you really? go. So, you know, right now this world is pretty screwed up. And that's why you're seeing this predictive programming of what we would call resets, because that's what this is about. You know, right. you're probably going to see some zombie movie coming out with a virus where half the world's population dies. That'll probably be the next one. It doesn't matter what methodology they use to bring it about. We are in the midst of the firestorm. We know that this is going to be socioeconomic. This is going to be collapse of society and culture. This is going to be a, a World War III type of scenario, whether it's civil war, whether it's rising up of populaces all around the world trying to over throw their governments, uh, whether it's something like leave the world behind where you actually have an invasion from a foreign entity, whether it's China or Russia being opportunist or Iran, yeah. I highly doubt something like that would happen. But it's, it's all in the playbook because what we're dealing with here is an evil and corrupt regime that is operating from the shadows. They have no governments that restrict their moves or their methodologies, and they will stop at nothing to maintain and regain power. And that's why they can't let Trump win in 2024. They can't let an election to even happen. Dude, I think you're absolutely right. I want to put a little bit of hopium out there, though, and this is real. I believe <laughs> that they need a mass psychological campaign in order to have the most effective success with this type of collapse plan scenario that could very potentially be coming. And a lot of things point to that. 
the fact that they're trying so hard to get in people's heads, turn race against race, color against color, religion against religion, just goes to show there's just a chance they're going to fail. And how hilarious would it be if they try to kick this off and it just comes back and slaps them in the face and we get right back on our feet and say, you're done, you're done, you're done. We got you red-handed. It's over. That's it. Come on, come on. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, Vince and Josh, what kind of American are you? Oh, I love that question. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, God, I'll be the one holding it. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, no, are you a flaming liberal Marxist? Well, you're not an American. <laughs> That's right. And, and you know, I, I think that they are becoming few and far between right now. We are seeing this divergence of americans right now we are seeing the ones that are far left beyond gone that are completely corrupted within their mind they've lost all aspects of spirituality or connectedness to god or nature and then we're seeing these other ones that are slowly waking up and beginning to see what's actually happening and we're seeing people that were democrats that are now moderates and independents who are coming out there and saying you know what i i i i I, I, I hate Donald Trump, but I'm going to vote for him. I'm going to vote for him because th this is insanity. What's happening on the other side? We we just had the Dow Jones reach its highest point in history today. Like we, we just had revised numbers come out for the employment numbers last week where they declined one third from what was actually being reported every two months the same scenario happens where all the numbers coming out through the federal reserve and the treasury and everybody is absolutely garbage they're just making this shit up pumping the economy Wait. up you yeah, yeah, the Fed pumping liquidity in, buying up all the debt. We, we are we are spending over a trillion dollars a year on the federal deficit. We can't afford that. But yeah, we're in the, oh, yeah, the economy is doing great. The economy is not doing great. Every American is working two to three jobs. Their, their rent and their mortgage is skyrocketing. Food prices are still high as ever. This is the largest scam ever perpetuated on America. And here's the thing, is people aren't buying it. People are saying, this is bullshit. I'm smelling it. Totally. It you know what else, Josh? You know what, what else? Like the number one question I got all year, it began in mid-January. I was stuck at the airport in Sarasota for four hours because the NOTAM was shut down. So the entire eastern seaboard was shut down 11th of January. I was trying to fly up to North Carolina. And I had, uh, you know... A, um, architects and engineers 9-11 t-shirt on I took off my blazer so you could really see it so someone realized oh this is a wake guy so he sat down next to me he goes what the hell's going on meaning 2023 was crazier than all the other years before it kind of insane mm -hmm. with covid well it, it is and right now with this predictive programming that we see going on with leave the world behind which there's dude there's so much massive symbology in this i actually pulled up a few videos one thing that i didn't notice when i watched the video uh there's a few things and there's one there's one lady that describes some things and uh, i kind of maybe want to touch on those a little bit but i want i want to point this out real quick i want to play this short little video check this out so the qr code has been found inside of the movie leave the world behind pretty sure a lot of people know that on the map there was a qr code that only a few people saw and now it's all over but here's the crazier part some people actually found out where it leads to and it's crazy but it gets even more crazier than that it actually turns to scary when you find out what it's connected to 
This is what I found, and it blew my mind. Check it out. Located in West Virginia, Lake Shawnee was an amusement park that opened to the public in 1926. Unfortunately, the park had experienced a handful of deaths, including a swing ride accident involving a little girl and a drowning of a little boy. The amusement park was eventually abandoned in 1966. The land on which the park sits on has a dark history that dates back to the 1700s. A man by the name of Mitchell Clay purchased a property and raised his family on an 800-acre farm. Disaster struck the Clay family in 1783 when a Native American tribe slaughtered two of his children, with one being burned alive. It was later discovered that the park rests on an ancient burial ground that is full of human remains which mostly consists of children's skeletons, and experts believe they were there long before the Clay family purchased the land. <laughs> how, how about that? Hold so, it, guys. Yeah, so that's so. Number one is yesterday we were talking about this. Uh, white lion is representative of divine connection. Comes in from the water, which is divinely Christ. I, I heard the theory of the Antichrist. So I look at white lion symbolically as your spiritual divine connection, and this is coming over water, which is the spiritual ether, and that it comes and gets grounded. That they're grounding your spiritual connection. They're removing the spiritual connection to God. Is kind of how I saw it. But the massive symbolism to um, and that next video actually discusses the uh, that part of it. But then there's this uh, the 1619 the the time on the clock was 1619 that that connects to the 1619 project. There's all these various references to slavery, and I think that this is critically important. Uh, I'm going to play this other video. She's uh, Annie Colette. She's she's. Not that I agree with everything she says, but this is pretty interesting breakdown. And it actually mentions what James just mentions is there. Check this out. Behind yesterday for a second time, I found five pages of hidden messages, symbols, hints, or clues. Five pages. I've now done two videos. Go check them out. One explains the Antichrist, the ship, the white lion, making his appearance prior to the apocalypse. Shirt basically mocking us because the sister's wearing the NASA shirt right next to him. NASA, the biggest hoax in all of our history. And my last video, you gotta go check it out because I'll drop bombs. I mean, I'm talking lots and lots of hidden things that I discovered. But in this video, I want to explain the end. I want to talk about Rose because although the young character did not get as much screen time as any of the others, she, in my opinion, is the pivotal character in all of this. In the movie, Rose is obsessed with friends and due to the lack of internet, loss of cell service, she is left desperate to find out the ending of Friends as she did not get to see the finale. And this is literally all she is focused on during the entire movie. Even as the apocalypse is happening all around her, in the back of her mind, all she cares about is what happened to the ending of Friends. But this, my friends, is a metaphor just like everything in this movie. So let's start this with a bone chilling metaphor. Something that was shown in this movie a few times. Rose's iPad stuck at the very ending of Friends. But there is a very deep, deep message right here that I think a lot of people are missing. You're offline. Check connection. Check connection. Hmm. Now I know I'm not the only Gen Xer that thought to myself, boy, this had to have been very uncomfortable for Julia Roberts to have to do this in the movie. Why is that, Auntie? Hmm. For her young daughter character to be obsessed with Friends? Awkward. Why? Oh, you don't know? Okay, well, most of us Gen Xers remember clearly, vividly. And I remember thinking, huh, when it happened? You see, Matthew Perry and Julia Roberts used to be an item. They used to date. Mm-hmm. Well, now that sounds like a connection right there. But did you know there's another connection? What are the odds that your ex-boyfriend would die on your birthday? Slim. Almost none, right? Not in this case. Matthew Perry died on October 28th of 2023. 
the same day as Julia Roberts celebrated her birthday. That's suspicious, but not as suspicious as the way Matthew died. I'm just gonna leave that right there, like that. Connection officially checked. Rose asked her dad in the car on the drive over to the house, when we get back to the city, can you take me to the coffee shop from friends? Where he explains to her, honey, I don't think that's a real place. I don't think that's real at all. Now, as a Gen Xer, this really struck me as odd. Rose was disheveled, she was so upset. And any parent who could do anything in their power to help a child who is upset, they will do it. So the fact that Rose talked to her mom, asked her mom so many times, I just wanna know how it ends. You cannot tell me, especially since it's Julia Roberts, that Rose's mom and dad did not see the season finale, the whole finale of Friends, the last one, most likely when it originally aired, because we've all seen it. Yet Julia chose to not tell her daughter how it ended, even with the very real looming threat that we will never get internet back, you're never gonna be able to get to see this. So why didn't she just tell her daughter how it ended? In my last video, I showed that in Julia Roberts's character's room, there was two books in the corner. One said witchcraft, and the one below it said, a remarkable woman. The fact that none of these main characters, especially the adults, talk to or pray to Yeshua or Yahweh, God or Jesus at all, while they are knee-deep in the apocalypse, facing the very real looming threat of death, that seemed a little suspicious to me. And today, after noticing the witchcraft book in her room, it made me realize perhaps these characters were not Christians at all which I already came to that conclusion yesterday after the Antichrist, the white lion, the ship that was beached, came on scene and they were still there. Because we all know before the Antichrist comes into the scene, all of the Christians will be raptured up. We won't be here to see the Antichrist at all. Meaning everyone in that movie was not raptured up, was not a Christian. In fact, only two- Think about that. Where are all, all the neighbors are gone. All the people, remember the neighbors had the cross in the house, they're gone. The other neighbors cross in the house, they're gone. But in Revelation, it doesn't talk about the rapture at all. It's mentioned two of the right. parts of the Bible. So she's reading, I, lo I love her videos, but she's reading the Revelation wrong. So let's start there. I, I, you know, I, that's what I said. As I said, I, I don't agree with everything she's saying. Um, but I found it interesting that she picked up on, is this post-rapture? Kind of interesting there. But uh, the whole Rose connection, Julia Roberts and Chandler, check connection. And Josh, the 28th of October, wait, hold it. 28th of October, oh, 2017. That's when the, the John Durham special yeah. council started. Oh, and that's also when the first Q post landed. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's an, it is an interesting date. Go on. You know what? Great catch on that too. And, and the reference of 17 was all throughout the whole movie. Um and there's tons of other nuggets. There's another one where they're um, they're going down the street and there's a fork in the road. And it's interesting that the fork in the road, one is left and one is right. And the right way, the town, was actually where slavery started in Virginia. The left road, the town that was named there, is where slavery, slavery actually ended in Virginia. Historically. Wow. Yeah. In the sense, like, you have two choices. And this is where I think it's really deeply ingrained in the subconscious, what they're trying to say there, is that if you can read the symbolism, if you can see and watch that movie and pick up on the symbolism and take it seriously, read their language of what they're trying to say, then you will be aligned. You'll be able to take that left road towards freedom because you will be able to avoid the slavery that is coming for you. Red pill, blue pill. That, that's exactly it. And I, I think that 
these movies are 100% predictive programming, not in the sense of preparing us, but telling us various different scenarios that can come about and the various different outcomes that can come from those scenarios. As we talked about last night, Vince, is that uh, the one quote from the movie, right? And uh, this is what Mahi says, uh, Ali says, a conspiracy theory about a shadowy group of people running the world is far too lazy an explanation, especially when the truth is much scarier. No one is in control. No one is pulling the strings in the sense where they instigate the chaos to a certain degree. And then they let it unfold. They let everybody else do the work to collapse the system. And then they just sit back and wait and then come in and have the solution, the resolutions to fix the world. And that's going to be 15-minute cities. That's going to be centralized digital currencies. That's going to be the digital slave matrix that's AI-controlled with surveillance systems where 85% of the population is gone and we're willing to submit to it. i got to inject here. Go ahead. On CBDCs. Uh, report two days ago that UAE, right, United Arab Emirates, is you don't no longer will need in January 24 passports to enter the country. <laughs> well, that's why? not the only one. That's why I raised two fingers, right? The other other part is you go to Kenya and you're a foreigner like Grunvig and you, you decide to go, go on a safari, you no longer need visas to enter Kenya. And I'm like, re- that's really weird for a world that's going mother weffers, right? World Economic Forum, we're going to the CBDC for full control. Emirates is like, you don't need a passport at all. Oh, and you don't need a visa to go, go in Kenya goes as so far as you're a foreigner. What? It, it's not making sense to the global plans of the cabal. I find that interesting. What do you suppose that is? Well, I, I, I don't think the World Economic Forum the cabal is in full control anymore. Well, and that's, I, why, and that's, and that's why we're seeing these movies coming out because they're still trying to shove us in our face and trying to reset and destroy they're, the world. They're warnings. So like I've talked about for the longest time is we have a multi-headed Hydra, right? You have all these various factions fighting each other. These movies are warnings to each other as in all, you want a civil war? Here's what you're going to get. Here's the symbology. Here's the ball, Baal symbology, right? In, in the title of uh, Leave the World Behind, you have Baal that spells out there. And oh, so really? We have the Baal. Uh, the Washington Monument, behind. by the way, is, is Baal Shaft. And uh-huh. in the back of that video... At the very end, you have these spotlights way in the background that form the perfect pyramid, Osiris. So it's like right in our face who they are. Yep. And that's uh, that's right here. Play the end. Yep. The Washington Monument, and you see the lights right there forming a pyramid. And, but another one comes across at the very end. Another one. There it is. They, they connected right at the very end to make a perfect pyramid. Right? See? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And so... This is this is warnings and predictive programming, but this is their messaging between each other. And, and I think what we have right now is like take El Salvador, for instance. Right. Uh, I was in El Salvador in 2006. I was uh, on a U.S. naval ship, which was the first military U.S. military asset to be in El Salvador in over 25 years. The last time they were parachuting in and it was Navy SEALs and Delta Force. OK, like. We were some of the we had, we met the president of El Salvador. He came out, gave us security escorts into the uh, San Salvador. It was actually a really cool place. But this is the MI, uh, MS-13 Myrtle capital of the world up until about five years ago. 
They elect this new guy. He comes in. He switches everything over to cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, builds out an infrastructure for him. They all told him it was going to fail. And what did he do? He kicked out the World Bank. Everybody else globally who is a third world country has been following suit. They've been integrating their own digital currencies, their own digital currency platforms with interoperability. This is why the Bank of International Settlements is moving to the unified ledger for that integration because they see that they can't stop this movement. But the World Bank is going out of business. Nobody's taking loans from them anymore. Nobody wants loans from them anymore. Okay, it's only countries like Ukraine that are doing it because it's money laundering 101. But this is how they controlled these third world countries through debt for so long was with these World Bank loans. And El Salvador said, snip, we're done. And maybe Kenya is doing the same thing. I know Kenya is integrating with the Cardano blockchain. I know UAE. They don't want anything to do with the globalists. This is why they're joining the BRICS nations. And the BRICS nations, it's really important that, number one, is I agree that the BRICS nations are no better than the Western global order. I, I will say that straight out. But the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And we have to understand that the BRICS nations are seeing a different view of the world, even though they are following the Silk Road Initiative, even though they are following a quasi-derived plan from the World Economic Forum. But the World Economic Forum kind of sits as this kind of solo artist on top that's like, I don't care what happens down here. We have the plan after it all unravels. And what we're seeing, kind of what you're talking about there, James, is these countries are just like, well, no, look, if I can go with cryptocurrency, a privatized cryptocurrency, we can create our own infrastructure. I don't need the World Bank. I don't need the IMF. I don't need the United Nations. I don't need any of this shit. And I think that we're going to have a fallout of the UN over the next few months because of the initiation of Article 99, what's happening in Gaza with Israel. Um, They just initiated Article 99 last week. I think that that's going to produce a fallout when the Security Council realizes they have zero power and authority because the United States and Israel run the United Nations, that people will start leaving it and they'll go form their own uh, League of Nations again. Very interesting. Go ahead, Vince. Let's just check in the chat real quick. I think you're right, dude. I think that the UN's already showing to be extremely discombobulated and I think that uh, very much one-sided on the global uh, stance of things, and it's not going to last. I think we're going to see actions by like places like Germany and things here very soon, uh, drastic actions in order to keep these wars going and uh, things c- constantly being destabilized. The Wall Street Journal just reported today the UK has only 150 tanks left. Whoa. You know, what, what, what's that good for? A, a shootout in London? I mean, you know, really, what, what are they going to do with 150 tanks? Yeah, and I, I saw a cargo uh, cargo ship statistic where it's like the U.S. only has like less than 200 and China has multiple thousands. It's 7,500, right? Yeah, it's, it's always it's been warped, but more warped than ever. Well, what else came out today about the U.K.? Go ahead. That an imminent cyber attack warning is in effect for the U.K. right now. Of course. One after cyber another. polygon is is well underway cyber polygon and the the cyber pandemic as they call it and this is what i think sparks off lead the world behind and the civil war i mean just imagine this if we look at these as kind of um these two videos actually being a a, a prequel and a sequel to each other is that you get the 
cyber attack that happens that discombobulates a country, basically produces the collapse. What was the third stage that he talked about? Civil war. Civil war rises up when states basically take back a power and authority and go against the federal government. Yeah, but there, there's a long-held plan by the globalists in the United Nations called Project Zephyr. Mm-hmm. Has not been talked about at all for the last four years, really. And the whistleblower of Project Zephyr, I've got his name. I, I, I got a file on it, so I'll dig it out. I think he was uh, Arkansas in 2018 or so. And what Project Zephyr was, was supposed to be UN troops executing Americans, kind of starting the Civil War and going after militias and resistors like ourselves, put us in FEMA camps, put us, you know, the ones that are alive, right? And put us into empty big box stores. And that was kind of put on a shelf because there was a lot of resistance. There was a Q education system that has woken up a, a massive population that decode everything, deconstruct false flags. So they put that in the back burner. The problem is now the U.S. military, the corrupt part of it, has been exposed tied to the, to the vaccine bioweapons. Mm-hmm. So they can no longer use U.S. military soldiers to help the U.N. take down Americans like Civil War does, right? You know, you're shooting at Americans, U.S. military. That's not going to happen anymore, that, that I believe, because Zephyr has been kind of exposed here. And so what is going to happen? Well, the U.N. can't even put on the blue helmets coming to the streets because Americans will know to shoot them. You know, if, if, if we go to Civil War and go that far, they're a target. So what's going to happen is the U.N., from what I understand, through some intel people I met last night in Tampa, they have already trained a bunch bunch of terrorists overseas, mm-hmm. whoever, you know, a, a all-star cast to come into the open borders and instigate a updated or revised version of Project Zephyr. But it's That's still it. the same game plan, which is to come after all of us truthers, all of us vaccine resistors, all of us Christians, patriots, conservatives, freedom-loving people, they're still going with that plan. 100%. And, I mean, just last what last week we had 4,000 illegal immigrants come over, Chinese, African, uh, Middle Eastern. We know that uh, China is running various different types of terrorist training camps in northern Africa. They're shipping these people over to Venezuela. They're dropping their passports. The U.N. is the one that is moving them from Venezuela through the, uh, the Darien Gap in Panama all the way up getting them on the trains, and then it's NGOs, non-government organizations, and nonprofits that are meeting these people there at the border, allowing taxpayer dollars to fund the facilities, getting reimbursed for stuff that they're not even paying for, and then Customs and Border Patrol are organizing their transition over into the United States, um, calling these facilities that are on the other side, saying, hey, bring the next train over, bring the next train over. So you're absolutely right. The United Nations is directly involved within this, and what what they're doing then is they get into Florida or they get into Texas and Governor Abbott puts them on planes, trains and automobiles and sends them into the heart of liberal cities throughout the country. You know, people are Republicans are out there like cheering. Yay. Good job, Abbott. Send them to the sanctuary cities. Guys, they are being sent into the heart of our cities. Thousand James, I've, I've made this description. Think about what one active shooter with a thousand rounds of ammunition could do in the amount of damage they could do in a big city. Like the guy in Houston that went ballistic. You mean like have a good, good vantage point and, and, and go ballistic, literally, excuse the uh, pun, but go ballistic in, in Times Square. Correct. Sure. Now imagine. I, I could see that. Now imagine a thousand men trained in military terrorist camps, 
all going out in a big city like New York City, a thousand of them in groups of five, heavily armed. The police would not be able to handle that before the death count is in the thousands. Correct. So, so you remember the uh, the bank robbery in L.A. about 12, 15 years ago? Yep. And they were full body armor. Yep. And they had AK-47s and the police in L.A. did not have anything like that. And they took down so many police cars, so many police officers. It was incredible. Yep. And the gunfire was real. I've had friends that work, worked for the United Nations of all things that have been in, in Yugoslavia when that was falling apart. And they heard all the weapons like, yeah, that's absolutely AK-47. Right. And it was long before deep fates exist. It wasn't Hollywood. It was real. And eventually they only were able to take down the two. It was only two gunmen. Right. They were able to take them down by getting under the car and shooting at their ankles, which didn't have any protection. Once once they got them on the ground, it was over. Well, and now take that scenario, multiply that times a thousand people in 50 different liberal cities. Imagine them targeting not police officers, cars, but innocent civilians and bystanders. That's the type of social destabilization that we are moving towards. Imagine what happens. A large cyber attack occurs in this country. They've been happening for the last five years. Over 200 plus food processing, manufacturing and distribution facilities, the the oil and gas refineries, the railroad tracks, all of this stuff is playing into water plants for the last few weeks. And I think they're testing water plants on Mm -hmm. purpose. Because it's, it's sort of like a dry run before they go after the power grids. Well, you know, yeah. It, it gets you, yeah, go ahead, Vince. I was going to say, it's almost like they're targeting different parts of the infrastructure, and then one day they're going to just do it all at once. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, this is, uh, there, there's a few different videos that I've seen out there. There it is. So oh, this is two hours long. That's not the one I want. Um, <laughs> shit. I thought I had it pulled up. Actually, hold on. It's in my notifications on the, oh, no, it's bookmarks. Should be in bookmarks. Oh, it's in my other account. Ah, yeah, son of a bitch, Josh. Okay, anyways, we talked about Whitney Webb on uh, Redacted. Whitney Webb is a, an investigative journalist, James, you know her. She was on Redacted with Clayton Morris last week talking about the uh, CTIL, CTIL the company that just came out, which was worse than the Twitter files. They were hired by the U.S. government to censor American citizens, to produce propaganda disinformation against the Post, and to go out there and utilize social media to censor American citizens. They are the same company that are owned by a former uh, head of intelligence for the Mossad, okay, that came out and gave free services to critical infrastructure, states, localities, municipalities, and the federal government got inside the DOD. They know our our all of so, our cyber so systems inside and out. So you're saying that company doxed everything in the United States pretty much. That's right. That company basically can run a cyber attack, blame it on China because they have all the ins and start a global war if they wanted to. And not even what three days or two days later after this airs with Whitney Webb and Clayton, you have leave the world behind launches. And then that Monday, this last past Monday, there's a fucking cyber attack on critical infrastructure in the United States. Yeah, of course. No coincidences. None at all. You know, I'm going to say, Josh, as you and I covered on DEFCON 5 in the past, um, we had we did have Klaus Schwab on, the, on like the mid-January at Davos conclave that, oh, we, we, you are going to go to a cyber polygon crisis, mm-hmm. right? So it's that part of it's not new. The, the, the Mossad company, that's a new wrinkle. But the fact that we were 
absolutely talking about cyber cyber attacks coming big time. It, absolutely. So let me let I'm gonna let me post this in here. I want to tag myself. I gotta tag my actual. I got two different Twitter accounts. This is this is actually a long version of it, but let's go in here. A part of it. Yeah. It's a long version of it, but I want to play a little bit about this because Clayton kind of gives a summary expose in here. World Economic Forum, yes, run by Klaus Schwab. The World Economic Forum says that we will experience a massive cyber attack that will hit before the year 2025, which will lead to a massive collapse of the banking industry, infrastructure, and so much more. How do they know this? It's unbelievable. Someone who's been following this very, very closely, and it ties even more directly into the story that we've been covering here on the show about the CTI League files, the Michael Schellenberger uh, released files about the uh, cyber spying on Americans. Uh, we're going to get to that part of the story with independent journalist Whitney Webb, who I'm thrilled to welcome back to the show. Whitney, welcome back to Redacted. Hey, it's great to be here after a, a long absence. Thanks for having me back. Of course, we wouldn't miss the opportunity. So thrilled to have you back here. So let's talk about this World Economic Forum idea that at the second in command at the World Economic Forum that we are going to see a massive cyber attack hitting before the year 2025. Pointing out, you know, in, in great detail, this is going to happen, so you better be prepared for it. Why are they saying this and who are they going to try to point the finger at? Right, so this was said at the WEF annual meeting earlier this year in January by uh, the WEF managing director, Jeremy Jurgens. And uh, Jurgens, as well as the WEF itself, has been involved in a series of simulations for several years now that I'm sure a lot of people in your audience are familiar with, uh, called Cyber Polygon, which has been directly affiliated with uh, Russia's government, as well as some of Russia's biggest banks and some of the biggest commercial banks um, in the world, and also backed by a lot of uh, U.S. federal agencies, which is ironic when you consider, you know, all the about alleged, alleged Russian hacks over the years. They're very willing under the guise of the WEF to uh, collaborate with the, you know, supposed hackers. Um, so this interview, it's posted on my Twitter for those out that want to go check it out. It's only 26 minutes long, but she goes into the connectivity to Cyber Polygon, how Russia and the U.S. are working together on Cyber Polygon, sharing information, but then cyber attacks are being blamed on Russia in Ukraine and in the United States of how CTIL is out there and they want to instigate a war because they work really for Israel and they want to bring Iran into the picture and they want to eliminate Iran and instigate wars right there. I wonder who took down the Iron Dome in Israel Dude. to allow Hamas to actually go through. I wonder if it was a cyber attack because that's what Israel said it actually was. And so when we start looking at the scenarios, we have these NGOs, if you want to look at it, that are controlling the infrastructure of the world's most powerful militaries. And they are absolutely, I saw that, or they are yeah. absolutely utilizing this against us to basically force our hands and positions into a false flag operation. Yeah, well, you had, you had in Maui on the 8th of August, what do you have? Uh, you had the uh, U.S. Space Force, which has got a, a major headquarters or whatever on the island of Maui was cyber hacked hours, hours before the, uh, the, the clearly the CCP satellites with the lasers were it burned up Lahaina, right? And, yep. and Steve Favis, who was a guest of my show the other day, uh, actually, he proved with, with his cell phone and, and a NORAD satellite tracking, he was able to prove that the three satellites flew over directly over the three spots 
in Maui, two, two on the, the, the big volcano, and one Lahaina, and they were exactly, and it was clear, crystal clear that, wow. that China was behind the attacks of Maui. 100%. And, and, you know, there's massive information about that, which deals with C40 cities and making uh, Maui part of this globalist infrastructure to be smart one of the island. cities. Not smart island. Smart island. Not a smart city. Wow. Smart yep. island. And then right here, this is today. Millions of Ukrainians forced offline. Who's behind one of the biggest cyber attacks ever? IT systems in Ukraine's largest telecommunications operators have been partially destroyed. Now, this makes no sense for it to be Russia because Zelensky is going to Switzerland to basically say we surrender and give up the Donbass to Russia. Russia won. Why would they do this? It wasn't Russia. Someone wants to keep that war going. This is going to be blamed on Russia. Someone wants to keep that war going. They want to keep that money flowing. And this is what we're seeing. We're seeing behind the scenes actors are actually instigating this and allowing it to be blamed on nation states to instigate World War III that is coming about. And that's why when we look at Leave the World Behind and we look at this new movie, Civil War, they make complete sense because this is the pearl stringing of the scenario that they want to have come about. We know that there's not going to be an election in 2024. And if there is, Ray Dalio, the chairman of Bridgewater Capital, worth $14, 15000000000 billion, sits on the, the seat of, with Larry Fink at the World Economic Forum as an advisor. He came out six months ago in an interview and was asked about his new book, The New World Order. He was asked what he thought about the 2024 election. He said, if Republicans win, there's going to be a civil war because the Democrats are not going to accept it. He goes, if the Democrats win, there's going to be a civil war because the Republicans won't accept it. They've already been laying this scenario of it not happening, of no legitimacy to the 2024 election as if it might as well not even happen. And civil war is going to be the end result. Anyway. And if there's no election, civil war is going to happen. Yeah. I like, you know, which civil war do you think would be, have the best result, though? I think because everything, I think each one of those will have a very different type of civil war response i agree and i think yeah i think for instance if let's say trump won the election and then they essentially declared war and started committing rampant acts of terrorism in the, in the states that's you're gonna get military intervention right away in that case and it's gonna be quelled yeah i i, I think you know again we're 11 months away from an actual so-called election date there yeah. is going to be i don't see the economy worldwide lasting that long very well could be right absolutely I, I i don't i see other other phases of wars going on i see china invading taiwan there's a lot going to happen oh, between yeah. now and the summer let alone next november yep okay no i agree great point well and then you have i mean just kind of local news of what happened today um the house has approved the biden impeachment inquiry with zero evidence quote unquote uh, Hunter Biden today announced that he defied a federal subpoena. Joe Biden was actually asked about this. Do you think it's all right to defy a federal subpoena or should that person be charged? He goes, yes, that that person should be charged, which his son just did. Um, Sergeant of arms can arrest uh, Hunter Biden now because he, he, yep. he has refused a congressional subpoena. That's right. And here's the thing is I think it's all show. You know, they waited this long. The evidence has been there all along. They've waited this long because they wanted to Milk drip into. Two, yep. They wanted to drip into 2024. They, they wanted to drag on until Biden steps down because we all know between March and, and May or June of 2024, Biden is going to have cognitive decline, not going to be able to run. Newsom's going to step up. And that's when he's going to pardon Hunter. He's going to step away. 
Kami Kamala will take over for the six months. Newsom will come in, run for president, and this will be the running guy. And they're gonna, I, I think that that's really their plan. But I think that before that happens, we're going to see um, statewide destabilization, as in states like Texas are going to say, no more, we're done, we're out of here. Oklahoma, Louisiana, they're, Missouri, they're all going to start to follow. And that's when we have this divergence of the country that spans into a civil war. Like it. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, that's just what the the information is saying right now. And I, I don't want it to happen. I don't want this world to go that route. But these people basically, um, you know, they, they're forming a kill box. For anybody who doesn't understand this, is they are pushing the sheep into a controlled, structured narrative. Okay? It's a kill box. They, this predictive programming is to set the narrative to where they want your mindset to be of what potentially can happen. And what they're doing with all the information and all the things that are happening and rising up globally is they are setting the boundaries of the kill box to make everybody flow into that so that they can instigate the chaos and then control the outflow of it so that at the end of the chaos, they get to rise up with the resolutions and be in charge. Yeah, all I'm going to say in the predictive programming side is even on the devil side, things happen in threes. So we got mm-hmm. leave behind, leave the world behind, and we got civil war. When's the when's the third uh, form of predictive program coming out? TV show, movie? I think in the next month it will drop. I bet you it's going to be alien related. Something. Blue beam, alien related, something yep. of that nature. I agree. Now, you know, interesting enough, uh, Tucker Carlson was on Clayton Morris's redacted last night and he said something really interesting. I actually talked a little bit about this uh, with uh, Carrie today. Listen to what Tucker says here. And I want, I I want everybody to take heed of what Tucker says. Okay. The second thing that bothers me is the UFO story. And uh you know, the more you dig into that and talk to people with knowledge, with actual knowledge of it, again, that's a, another story where there are some, you know, fanciful ideas floating around that are just, you know, there's no evidence that they're true. But if you talk to people who, you know, have actual knowledge of it that they gathered themselves, there are parts of that story that I do not understand at all that are really, really, really dark. It's so dark that I, you know, haven't told my wife about it. I mean, I, I haven't verified any of this, but this is not just stuff that I read on the internet i know you all are very very grounded in that story so i think i know you know what i'm talking about yeah but there's some stuff there that's just like man i i'm not even sure what that means there's a spiritual component there that i i don't fully understand um so yes that story bothers me and i think last thing i'll say that one of the reasons that we've had all the, these disclosures and all these what 10 whistleblowers at this point and it hasn't really become front page news part of its suppression you know, parts of the government don't want you to know about it, but part of it is the public can't deal with it. It's too far out. The implications are too um, profound. And so, and I understand that. Because I've heard things where I'm just like, oh man, I, I don't even really want to know that, uh, yeah, honestly. Deep. So what is so dark that Tucker Carlson, this guy potentially is going to be the running mate to Donald Trump. Okay. Very well-connected individual connections all throughout government, DOD intelligence. He's got great informants. Okay. When he says something like that, he's not saying that I read on some, you know, black vault website that uh, this is pretty dark stuff and it scared me. He's saying that the people in the know told him this 
and he won't repeat it because it's so dark. Any idea what that might be? So what is it? Alien related? Is it is it uh, cannibalism? Adrenochrome? I don't. You know what could it possibly be? That in 1952, Eisenhower made a deal with a a race of beings. Correct. Um, that deal was in exchange for technology, and the deal was to allow them to continue the alien abductions. But instead of abducting people, they started taking people and children. Yep. And they are, so we wonder where 800,000 American children go every year. Almost 1% of our population or a half a percent of the U S population is children that go missing each year. The amount of undocumented children that go missing each year globally, 3.5 million. Now, now this, these are kids are not getting picked up by spaceships. Sorry. No, these are kids and babies and children that are being picked up uh, at the U S border. They're they're being picked up by what is that the, the CPC or whatever that's called CPS system yeah, CPS yep they're being picked up uh, on state levels they're being picked up by Red Cross uh, missionary Vatican's they're being picked up by networks that have been feeding the machine the beast or whatever you want to call it so it's not as alien abductions okay maybe on occasion but they're not coming down a spaceship and sucking about you know five hundred kids yeah. out, off the ground that's not happening. So we're actually, we are, we, we, the people, the corrupt people who is ever controlling this in our government is actually participating in it. And this is why it ties all the way back into the federal government and back to Eisenhower, like you said. That's right. And here's the thing is they cannot let that in. And so I even think that the good people don't want that information to come out because it would be revolution that day. It would be burn all the politicians that day because of what darkness is actually the politicians anyway. Yeah. And so I think that there's a lot of uh, um, pushback. I mean, a lot of blowback from this information on both sides. And that's why they're trying to contain it right now in Washington. Uh, But the component that I believe that Tucker is talking about and that Clayton actually goes into is that there's a certain amount of children each year that are disappearing from this planet. Sacrificed. Whether it's sacrificed, whether it's eaten, harvested for their adrenal glands, because there's certain species that we've heard get high off of those, get drunk off of them, uh, put into slavery for whatever these these other types of beings are. Charlie Freak and a few other uh, alt-media have have figured out that estimated it's a ballpark that a billion babies worldwide have, have disappeared since the end of world war ii so over 80 yep. years a billion babies start doing the math on your own people exactly and here's the thing is these are these children are not being hidden in basements locked up in cage by some sick pedophiles and sadomasochists okay no. they're not all being sacrificed in, in rituals that are happening on full moons the numbers don't add up hundreds of thousands each year just from the United States. Dr. Michael Sala was on this show four years ago, three or four years ago. And he talked about how these children are taken down to Antarctica or to other facilities. They're, they're handed over in cages and shackles to these aliens or to whoever these beings are. And they take them and they trade them throughout the galaxy because there is a wide market out there for human DNA and for human species. Now, if that's the case, that is a very, very hard pill to swallow for anybody on this planet. 
Number number one, because, hey, look, we're food and we're slaves. Number two is because we're defenseless against it. Yes. And that's maybe why the tunnel and, and dumbs operation have been going on for the last seven, eight years. Possibly. To, to, to destroy those that infrastructure and remove remove the threat. So I, so I, I think it's, you know, we're, we're, we're all aware of what's going on with COVID and all that nonsense with Trump in his first term. In the last eight years, we'll all understand what's on the surface. What we don't understand are the thousand earthquakes in Reykjavik Peninsula. I mean, volcanoes in Iceland don't behave that way. You don't, as Gene Decode, and he'll be a guest on my show in the first week of January on Unrestricted Warfare. I got got to confirm today. But you don't have, go to USGS, and you find all of these different random earthquakes at all 10 kilometers deep, each one. Earthquakes don't behave that way. Nature doesn't behave that way. Hmm. You know, wow. The military is using tactical nukes, in my opinion, to create some of these earthquakes. It's very possible, right? And and rods of God, these these lava tubes to to actually go into these tunnels and wipe it all out. I don't know, but that is what it's starting to feel like. Yeah, what what it's? I agree, and what it's starting to feel like is that. There is something much deeper and darker going on on this planet than many people lead on to and understand. Um, I think of the movie Jupiter Ascending. It's a movie yeah. that symbolically broke down with David Whitehead um, in the sense of how it, it ties into the cabal and what's happening on the planet, the slave race. But I think that Hollywood tells us much, much more um, in literal translation with the imagination than they do in the symbolic sense. And I think that potentially that this planet is exactly as they kind of discuss is that it is a slave planet that we were put here for some reason, or we were enslaved for some reason. I still like the, I I still kind of fit in with the alternative um, history that 200 years ago, this was Tartaria. This was a highly advanced civilization. We somehow got invaded. They rewrote the history. They covered up our civilization. The mud and, floods. Then the mud floods. And we're in a state of amnesia and we're still trying to wake up. Um, but I really don't know. And, and that's the scary thing is that at the end of the day, I think the reason for a lot of the secrecy is because we are defenseless against everything that is happening. And I think that this is why Donald Trump, uh, if you remember um, uh, Jaime Hashem, who was the former head of Israeli Space Defense Force uh, many years ago, he's in his 80s now, he came out and basically said that Donald Trump in 2020, right before the election, at the time he had COVID, by the way, that remember how remember how Donald Trump had COVID and he was at Walter Reed and we're sitting there going, that's not Walter Reed. That 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 room does not exist in Walter Reed. And we Correct. couldn't it looked like he was on a plane or something. That was the same time that Hamia Shen said that he was meeting with the Galactic Council, the Galactic Federation. And so now it makes sense that he made up this whole shit about getting COVID to stay out of the public purview, to be locked away, because he was meeting with whoever these people were. Another point is if you paid attention to Chris Carter's X-Files throughout the 90s, Chris Carter, former CIA operations manager, he understood this stuff to a very high degree. What we're seeing is that 
remember the smoking man in the last episode, the 2012 video, he was in the cave and the missile comes in and kills him. He was smoking. He goes, we tried to save humanity. We realized we had been sold out. They sold out humanity for money, power and corruption and technology. And at the end, they realized that the aliens were really trying to take over the planet and kill off the population with a virus. So they made a vaccine to try to save humanity, but it didn't work instead produce massive adverse effects. Oh my God, look at the scenario we just went through. Totally. You know, I'm going to say this. When the collapse happened next year, because it's got to be reset one way or another, in my opinion. I agree. When it happens, when the people actually awake, whether it's awake to the Eisenhower or awake to everything, when they're shocked awake, anybody wearing a business tie, a business suit, or a lab coat, they're going to be the perceived enemy immediately. They're looking at the, the bankers, the lawyers, the politicians in particular. They're going to look at all the, the vaccine pushers and lab coats. The last thing I want to be, be now is dressed up with a tie on a show because that's not happening at Grundig next year. I am not going to be p- part of the targets or the cannon fodder or whatever you want to say because the mobs will come after them. Hoodies and hoodies and camo hats, man. This is this is how people get their news these days. Hoodies and camo hats. Exactly. Wow, Come on, man. James, we're gonna have to have you back on more often. I like this. This is a good. Uh, this is a good exchange, especially these topics. Um, guys, don't forget to watch Unrestricted Warfare. Uh, it's on Decentralized Media, the Red Pill Project, right now. Platforms. It'll be coming on here in just a little while, about thirty minutes from now. It'll be airing right after that. We'll have the live restream replays. I got a few new videos coming in there. Uh, give a shout out to Pammy Pam Pam celebrating a twenty month subscription streak on D Live. Thank you so much, Pammy Pam Pam. Uh, Castle Drummer. Gifted uh, the shades. Thank you so much, Castle Drummer. Darren 20, one lemon. Robert Starnes, gifted shades. Thank you so much, Castle Drummer. Darren and Robert. Uh, Jojo Rara, uh, just followed on DLive. Jojo Rara. Thank you so much, Jojo. Don't forget to go over to redpills.tv and subscribe over there. Much appreciated for the follow. RPG3573, three ice cream. Uh, Girl Patriot, gifted the shades. Thank you so much, uh, RPG and Girl Patriot. And Girl Patriot said, should we be thinking of defense strategies for local, state, nationals, governors, mayors? Yes, absolutely get prepped. I think this Saturday town hall on Social Red Pill is going to be a prepping town hall. We'll talk about that. So make sure you're a member of the socialredpill.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the membership with the town hall. We will be doing that this Saturday. Uh, Darren, 22 lemons, Roxy, SDG, 69, four lemons and Qtara, one diamond. Thank you so much, Darren, Roxy and Qtara guys, much love, respect. God bless you guys. All of you take care. Have a great night. I hope you guys uh, got a lot of information from this. This is tons of info. Have a good night. Try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.